It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to the very best sports gambling podcast, not baseball podcast, the best sports gambling podcast that exists now, in the future, even in the past. You are listening to BetMGM Emily podcast powered by BetQL. It is me, Cody Decker, former professional baseball player turned professional smartass on the radio and with me. Oh my goodness, it is the triumphant return. The golden voice himself. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. I can't wait to hear it. Post-COVID, even though he might still have it, do you? I can't test negative. So I guess technically, <laughs> man, I still got, oh, I want to get back into the studio. So uh, I'm, I've ended my 10-day quarantine, kind of, but I haven't left oh, the house man. because I still have runny nose, cough. I can't taste or smell, which, you know what's wild, man? Everybody I know that's had COVID, like, recently, the not, not like, you know, the first year, you know, when you lost your sense of smell and taste yeah. and everybody was coughing all over the place. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, I just felt like I had a bad sinus infection. For me, absolutely not. I think I got the original the original batch. I got no oh, taste. Oh, no. The original. I was so weak. I couldn't even like get myself to the uh, refrigerator. It's been hell. My wife's just yeah. been leaving food. I'm not even sleeping with my wife yet. Uh, I haven't uh, even really seen my kid. The only reason I'm out in the kitchen guy. is that she's at work and he's at school. So I am inching closer, I think, to being normal again. We'll see how this podcast goes today. Well, Ryan Horvat back with us finally. Rob Brown did an amazing job joining us, and uh, obviously, but uh, you, you know, Ryan Horvat, so good to have you back. Glad to see that you're healthy. Glad to see you're getting back to the land of the living. Can't wait to hear you again on BetMGM tonight, nightly, because in case you guys don't know this, I do think this, I do believe this. Ryan Horvat might be one of the very best in this entire industry, and he is underappreciated. Thank you. Appreciate and should be more appreciated. Thus, I appreciate you. My man, that's why I love you. Well, here's what we're going to do. We do have a great rundown here that Super Mario put together for us, and he's got a great thing. But this initial thing that's at the very top of the rundown immediately let us down a rabbit hole before we started the show. And if you are paying attention to baseball Twitter, and it, and it really is anywhere on baseball Twitter, you know one thing. There is massive controversy going into this month that has entirely to do with the AL MVP. Yeah. And there is two, you know, trains of thought right now it's either your team judge or your team otani there is no in between and right now it's a blood feud it's you know people are calling each other idiots for believing what they believe and listen both sides have 
an outrageous amount of merits, like both sides. Obviously, Aaron Judge, what he's doing, he's got the Yankees entirely on his back. In fact, he single-handedly won the game yesterday against the Minnesota Twins. He's the reason that they are even still in first place after this abysmal, and I mean abysmal, August, July, and now September. I mean, this is a team that won 23 games in June and have won 25 since June. That is not good. Not good at all for the New York Yankees. But Aaron Judge is doing some incredible stuff. And yeah, it's looking like he's going to beat Roger Maris's initial record of 61 home runs on the season in New York. Of course, now everybody's talking that uh, apparently it's official that Mark McGuire has an asterisk and that Sam, and that Sammy Sosa and that uh, Barry Bonds has an asterisk. At least that's how they're posting it out like it is. Um, yeah. Do we no longer have a home run record and no one told me? I, I, I guess, man. And uh, man, I feel like I've been like living under a rock in the last couple of weeks. But yeah, so, so, so what's the actual number now? Which like, number? Who, who, uh, he... he He's got 54 home runs, but what's the actual home run record? I don't know, because all of a sudden, everybody's talking about Bonds as if it has an asterisk. I'm like, that. that when, when was that announcement made? So, but, so are we not, are, are, have we thrown out Bonds' record? Like, do we no longer, so is 61, we're just going with 61 now, Rod, the Maris, Roger Maris, obviously? I, I yes, I don't no know. No Maguire, is... no Sosa from 98, and we do not recognize the 73 that Bonds hit in, what was that, 2001, I want to say, when he hit 73 uh, yeah. in 2001. I'm confused, man. That's my See, that's my problem. That's my problem with uh, Major League Baseball and, and how mm-hmm. we recognize that era, or if we do recognize that era. It's, it's all so confusing right now. So here's the thing, all right? I love it. Aaron Judge is a great player. Incredible. Uh, right? And the Yankees are still in first place in the division, although, man, the Rays have been playing really good baseball. Did bet the Yanks last night, though. Uh, In no world, in my opinion, is he the MVP over Shohei Otani. No, he is not. It's Shohei Otani could literally, every single season that he's healthy with these Um, numbers, should be the most valuable player. Last night, he hit another two uh, home run night, which means he has six multi-home run games this season, right. um, which ties an Angels record, by the way. Oh, he also has the four shortest odds for A.L. Cy Young. Um, and here's why, and, and by the way, again, we're going to go a little deeper into this because both Ryan and I have a question. And it might take one of you listeners to call to eventually write us in and tell us, uh, give us some facts because – there's actually some stat questions that even Ryan and myself, now we're two guys that dig deep into stats. I played professional baseball for 11 years. I played in college four years before that. I know everything that needs to be known about stats except for one major thing. And we are going to talk about it because a lot of people are making the argument for Aaron Judge. The reason why he is the MVP is because his war is through the roof. And I did see an argument saying he's got such a higher war than Shohei Otani, of which yeah. I saw somebody else, specifically it was Ben Verlander actually, who pointed out, well, Aaron Judge gets to have more defensive war stats because Otani DHs. And somebody else responded back to that saying, well, he gets defensive war when he pitches. Now, here's my question. That is true. He does get, you know, he does get recognized for his pitching war, but that's once a week, which means five nights a week, he's DHing, not getting any defensive war metrics that Aaron Judge does get to get. So my question is, does the defensive war metrics actually apply to this scenario? Because yes, he gets a defensive war, but he only gets it once a week. Outside of that, he's a DH. You can't actually calculate this guy's actual value. 
So much so, we talked about Aaron Judge. You just mentioned Maris. You just mentioned Bonds. You just mentioned Sosa. You just mentioned McGuire. All these names that we have seen hit 60-plus home runs, we have never seen what Shohei Otani is doing. The only name that ever gets compared is Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth does not do what Shohei Otani is doing. If I had my choice between Babe Ruth then and Shohei Otani now, I'm taking Shohei Otani now, unquestionably. Right. And I remember saying Shohei Otani is going to break war. And especially when, obviously, because like you said, he's not playing in the field. He's obviously on the mound once a week, every five days, and, and that's it. So he's so hard, and it's so hard to kind of like calculate his value. And that's a great question, man. So much so that I have Google pulled up, and I'm reading all these crazy articles. The right truth now. is, like, I don't know. Ooh, that's that. That's really the crazy thing. It, obviously, you know, because if you were going to calculate it, all right. So you look at um, obviously when he's pitching, and then when he hits, obviously. But he's has he played in the field at all? Like even no. if he was in the field for 20, 25 games, and that just hasn't been the case this year. So it's it's hard. But I mean. Look, man, it's the eye test. I've never seen mm-hmm. anybody do what he does on a nightly basis. And the team sucks. The Angels suck. Yet every single night, even when Mike Trout was out those couple months, which I still don't understand why he even decided to come back. And He's even though they cost me so much money, not going over their win total, not winning the division at better than 3-1 to one where I had the price when I bet them for the last three years, thinking this is the year that the Astros maybe fall off. This is the year where – you know, Otani and Trout finally get to the postseason. Obviously, they're going to do everything in their power to keep him because he's most likely leaving next year, man. He's also going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. But I'm still watching this team every single night, even though they're terrible. Even though they fired Joe Madden, he said to hell with the organization. Um, it's been a dumpster fire of a season, yet I'm watching every single night because he is the most valuable player in all of baseball. And he is unbelievable. Growing up, how do you not want to be the next Shohei Otani? It's kind of like, okay, and – it's like in the NBA, right? Like LeBron James, um, I'm, a, I'm an MJ guy. MJ, Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player to ever live on this planet. Yes. It's always MJ or LeBron. And I'm like, wait a minute, though. Shouldn't we be maybe looking at it like Steph Curry? Because Steph Curry has changed the game forever now. Everybody shoots mm-hmm. three-pointers. And, man, when I was growing up, that was a bad shot. Crossing half court, even if you were hitting those, you weren't allowed to just pull up from wherever, from outer space. But Steph Curry has changed the way the basketball will forever be played. And he's not 6'9", 260 pounds like LeBron. If you're a kid and you want to go shoot around on the playground, you could dream to be Steph Curry. I mean, yeah, he's like 6'2", 6'3", but he's like a buck 60, a buck 70, man. So, like, you know what I mean? I just, like, if I'm growing up right now, I want to pitch. And I want to, I, I want to, because uh, remember even, like, in high school, like, that's when you kind of made the decision, like, all right, do I want to pitch or, you know, am I going to play in the field? Am I going to be the designated hitter? And my dad was always like, it's, we always talked about this. I know I'm all over the place, but we always, I always talked about this with my dad. Like, how come we never like grown up? Like I remember being amazed Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood, that one magical oh, yeah. season we had, like oh, yeah. they could actually rake a little bit, man. Carlos Zambrano would get so pissed after a strikeout. He would fall apart on the mound because he'd break the bat over his knee and then he'd be in his own head. And I was like, mm-hmm. how come we'll never see like a guy that, you know, is going to hit 375. He could play right field and he could also pitch. Like, are we ever going to see that? And uh, my dad was like, like, the crazy thing is growing up, like the best pitchers were also the best hitters. They were the best players. And like, we just haven't seen that. If that makes no. any sense. And Otani well, that's because really that's literally, yeah. This. I was yeah. the best pitcher in my league. I threw no hitters all over the place right. and I would lead the league in home runs. And by the time I got to high school, well, to be fair, I didn't pitch in high school for a couple of reasons. One, I tore my UCL when I was 13. 
Thus, I had to rehab. My, my actual doctor was Frank Job, the creator of the Tommy John surgery. So I was 13 yeah. years old. I go in there and he basically says, no, you, we shouldn't do give you Tommy John. You should rehab this back. It's only about 60% torn. I think you could rehab. So I had to play left-handed my freshman year of high school. Um, and I just hit and I raked. And then my, you know, the rest is history. But that's the main reason I didn't pitch. But honestly, my goal was not to pitch by the time I got to high school anyways. And that was the crazy thing, man. Like, so growing up, my cousin was a really good player, Matt Chemansky, and he ended up, he ends up uh, going to uh, Tallahassee Community College, which is right by Florida State, and breaks the all-time saves record, which I think he has there. But it's funny because growing up, you know, I'd go to all the games, he played third base, and he had homer every other at-bat, and then all of a sudden, just... He, he was just in the bullpen and he just became a pitcher. And it's crazy when you think of it, like Jacob DeGrom, for example, you know, like Jacob DeGrom was a shortstop. And I yeah. remember hearing like, Hey, our best prospect is actually this kid that we drafted as the shortstop. And he's actually our best pitching prospect. Happens was, more like, than you think, by the way. And that was the thing. Like I, I, I remember kids like trying to throw curveballs and breaking balls in like sixth, seventh grade. And my dad was like, no, you don't, you're going to, you're going to blow your arm out by the time you hit high school. And none of those guys are around anymore. So sometimes the best pitchers don't even start pitching until later. But I, all that to say, dude, Otani is a video game uh, that has come to life. And I think Aaron judge is having a ridiculous season. He's having a great season and the Yankees are still in first place. He's probably going to hit 62, 63 homers, you know? And, uh, but he's not Shohei Otani, man. No, and I'm Nobody. sorry. I, and again, there's a good chance that Judge does get named MVP. I just think that would be the wrong decision. And it has nothing to do with Aaron Judge. If he, trust me, if Aaron Judge wins the MVP, I ain't losing sleep. Good. Good for him. It's, yeah. you know what it is? It's exactly another, it's the exact same scenario we dealt with a few years back when Miguel Cabrera won the Triple Crown and was named MVP over Mike Trout. Now, here's the thing. Miguel Caprera, yeah, won the Triple Crown. That hasn't happened since the 70s, so they rewarded it. But should they have? Because Mike Trout had far and away a better season than Miguel Cabrera did. And now I look back going like, yeah, it should have been Trout. But this might be a very similar scenario. It might be that Judge hit 64 home runs. And like, well, we got to reward it. And I part of me understands that. Let me ask you two questions here, like, because there's obviously voter fatigue. Going back to Michael Jordan, he could have won the MVP every single year. Every year, yeah. But remember, there was the year they're like, all right, Carl Malone, the Jazz have over 60 wins. They're the number one seed in the West. Carl Malone's the MVP. Um, there was some voter fatigue, and you don't want to give the same award. In the NFL, I was actually shocked Aaron Rodgers won MVP last year because he had won it the year previous. I figured it was going to be like the Lifetime Achievement Award. They're going to give it to Tom Brady. But um, – so if Otani doesn't win it last year, do you think he's he's the leader right now? Or he, do you think he ends yes. up winning? And also, if Aaron Judge, let's say Aaron Judge is having the same statistical season, the war, everything's the same, home run numbers, everything's the same, but he's playing in Oakland. Is he the clear-cut favorite for MVP right now if he's not a New York Yankee? It was kind of like when Tom Thibodeau was coach of the year. No. When Monty Williams from the Phoenix Suns should have been coach of the year. Tibbs led the, the Knicks to the, what, the eighth seed? New York market, though. Huge market, dude. I I'm agree. Not, I'm not like rag on Aaron Judge. He's having a ridiculous... No, no, there's nothing about this. It's anti-Aaron Judge. Again, he'll win it. And if he does, good. Good for him. That's great. I do think it should cool. be Otani. But, and I don't, 
I don't necessarily think there's a wrong answer. I just think there's a better answer. And that better answer is Shohei Otani. And the argument that everybody makes is, well, the Yankees, you know, if, if it weren't for Judge, the Yankees aren't in first place. And that is a very fair point to make. You could say the thing about war, but I just gave you an example that I don't think the war angle actually holds up because I think there's a miscalculation because you can't actually properly calculate Shohei Otani's war. It's not possible. You can't actually calculate this guy's value because we don't know how to calculate the value. We need somebody really, really, really smart. Yeah. Uh, you know, like one of those guys has never, has never stepped on the diamond, has never played the game, but he's got like 40 screens in front of him. And he's just ah, the I got this. I got this. Mario, could you please pop yourself up on the screen real quick? We need somebody like that. Mario. Mario. I know you can hear me. Mario can't figure nope. out how to put up on the screen. I don't know if he's going to Mario. on then. Hey, Mario. Yeah. So, uh, did you do any research? Did you learn anything? Are you our Yale guy, or do we need to get somebody else in bed the fact that we're stuck with you? Are you our Will Hunting? Uh, in, a, in a way. You know, I went to, some would say, the D3 Harvard of the Midwest. Take that for as you will. And I, my resolution. I, I won't. My uh, so here's what I what if we just took Aaron Judge and we take him to like double A and we just had him pitch like for a month straight and then we figure out if he's the MVP or not. Well, he's not that ain't happening. (laughs) I don't think I I, I see where you're going, Mario. I see where you're going with this. I don't know that he can pitch against like the eighth grade Bronco St. Joe's league. I don't know well, how to tell you this. You no, no, no. You put Aaron Judge on the mound, he will be hurt within eight pitches. Do not, uh, never, never, never do that. Never do it. Never All right, do it, then Otani. Otani has to play his position for like a week. I don't think know? he'd have a problem with that. That's more of an Angels thing. They don't want to throw him out there. I wouldn't. Yeah, want to throw he him out in there. the outfield. I mean, look at he'd be the best player that they have probably in the field. Let's be honest. Well, they got. They like, can put him back at first base again, like they did last year, but. The, yeah, once yeah. once they got rid of Albert Pujols, the DH slot was open for him, and that's hey hey when he do with up, when he's a Coveny year, he'll probably play a little outfield. You right? bull- yeah yeah yes yes. Oh, I'm gonna hurt Spin zone. You guys are insane. It's not. It's never gonna happen. I just don't hey, know what else to say. This hey, it's never gonna happen. I want it to happen. It's just not gonna hey, happen. It can happen. It could happen. It can happen. You guys have been listening to John Morosi way too much. One offhand comment on 670 The Score has led to everybody being like, yeah, Tony's coming. No, he isn't. No, I know better. I know better. They'll get, don't, trust me. Otani will end up being a Chicago Cub, but he'll be 38. What, what what he's 48, 42 and (laughs) retiring? Yeah, yeah. It'll be like like Chicago White Sox legend Ken Griffey Jr. No, it'll be like the Tampa Bay Devil Ray legend Jose Canseco. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll be, exactly. Hey, and you I know what? Buy a jersey. Sometimes those old guys can catch lightning in a battle. Look at my guy, Albert Pujols, right now. You ain't wrong. In fact, it's actually on the rundown here, and I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there. Which do you think is going to happen? Because I think they're both going to happen. Is Judge going to hit 61? Or is uh, Pujols going to reach 700? If I'm the Cardinals, Pujols is playing every single day. He's only five away from the milestone. He's going to do it. You're up eight and a half games. There's no problem here. Just go ahead and go ahead and put him out there every single day. I don't care if it's a lefty or righty. Let's see more Albert Pujols. Let's get the 700 home runs. Let's uh, get you guys in the playoffs, and you guys can bench Pujols then, like you plan to, until a lefty gets on the mound. Uh, I want to see it. I want to see it. It's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm feeling romantic about baseball today. 
Yeah, yeah, man. I think like, okay, so I'm going better shot. I'll probably go with Judge. I do think it's going to happen. I do think he's going to be in the lineup pretty much every day. They pretty much have the central locked up, which glad that I got that plus 250 when I did. The Brewers have been on a just a free fall. Um, so really quickly on that, though, let's say he's one shy, one short. Does he come back next year, even if he it's can't. like for a series? Remember when you can't. You can't do it. No, no, but he came back for the Japanese game that was an exhibition. It wasn't a real game, was it? Or was it for like two actual no, regular season no, remember games? Like they used to do it. Okay, so they would play a game. It was so weird, right? And then were those actual play, games, though? I thought they were. Games. I, thought I think it counted. I think it counted in the standings. It did. It oh, did. that's brutal. Oh, no, you can't do it. You can't. You know why you can't? Because we've been doing the farewell tour. The all-star game thing. You can't you can't do the farewell all-star game thing the year before. That is so bush. If he finishes his career at 699, then he has to be Mr. 699. That's just the way it's going to be. He better hit 700. That's it. No, I, I, I agree with you, man. And I think that he's the kind of guy that would walk away. Let's say that's somebody else with a little bit bigger of an ego, though. <laughs> As Mario says in the chat, like Bernie Mac and Mr. 3000. Yeah, he lays exactly. down a bunch. He, he becomes the ultimate team player. He stops being so damn selfish, worrying about his own accolades. That's that. that I think Pujols would probably go away. Let's say that's A Rod, though. You oh, A Rod's coming back for three more years. We're never, whether <laughs> we want to be, to yeah, let's, whether we want to be rid of A Rod or not, we are stuck. We can't get, although I love what ESPN's doing with him because I have no idea what channel he's on and I haven't had to see his face or hear his voice one time. He has not ruined a single baseball game for me and I'm loving it. Yeah, man. Like the one time that I wanted to watch, I was like, where the hell is this? When him and Jeets were on with, um, on the K broadcast. Uh, and I was like, okay, I do want to see him and Jeter together. A-Rod just wanted to be Jeter's friend so bad, man. I almost kind oh, of, it's so hard to feel painful. bad for somebody that has way more money than you. His I don't feel bad for him at all. Beautiful women all over the place. Uh, he's one of the greatest. Say what you want about A-Rod. He's one of the greatest players of all time. I'm not I denying know. that he's not. I'm not denying that he's one of the greatest players who ever lived. I he feel is. Bad from this guy because there's some stuff there. And he he just wanted Jeter's like acceptance and Jeter to be like, yeah, we're boys. And you can tell Jeter was like, get me off of this set. I have got to get the hell away from like, this. Oh, guy. my God. I can't believe I did. Like, you, you can see in his eyes how much he regretted doing the captain because he had no choice but to spend an hour with A-Rod. I'm so glad that that's like, this is finally calming down a little bit. Again, I love Derek Jeter, but I didn't grow up in New York. I'm a Cub mm -hmm. fan. So like, all right, like the, the, I almost swore the Jeter, you know, what fest just got a little crazy there. The last yes. couple I, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you know, we're uh, kind of coming back to a little bit more of a semblance of reality a little bit. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, what do you say? We take a look at some prop bets and take a look at the games yeah. that are taking place tonight. Um, first things first, I really do like, a lot of these props that are put together. So let's just talk about them real quick. Drew Rasmussen, plus 210, oh, six-plus strikeouts. Listen, um, I, I, I don't know if he's going to hit that six strikeouts, but that is some tremendous value at plus 210. Yeah, I agree, uh, especially against Boston. Actually, it looks last minute um, like, we might have a, like we might have a pitching change in this game. I no longer have him on the mound. Oh, no. I have Chargoys? pitching today uh a bullpen game looks like against rich hill let's say rasmussen is out there and this is a big mix-up here on mlb.com right now i would play that i like the value plus two so do i so do yeah. i well, um, I'm with you. Garrett, I, would actually, I would go with the outline as well so would i 
Uh, Garrett Cole, over seven and a half strikeouts, plus 104. Hey, listen, Garrett Cole has not been pitching his best, but you got to understand something about this. This guy has gotten like one decision in his last eight starts. And he has been like every one of the starts has been a quality start. It's not like he's pitching bad. He's given up three runs and losing. Yeah, for Garrett Cole, I, I do expect a bounce back. I, I expect the Yankees to try to get themselves right here the next uh, you know week, two weeks here. I, and I'll probably be looking to bet them at a favorable price, which we've gotten here uh, lately. Garrett Cole, I would probably, man, I'd probably actually stay away. But if I had a lean in this, I would go with the over today. Uh, I, I do think we get a solid start out of Cole against the Twins. And you know I'm rooting for the Yanks because the White Sox somehow are still alive. And I got to say, manager of the year might have to go to Tony LaRusso just for stepping and going away. <laughs> <laughs> they called, by, by the way, I co-hosted live on the line for Bally's yesterday, and they called me a madman when I went all over the Lance Lynn K prop. I didn't say the White Sox were going to win. I didn't feel comfortable with it. I'm glad they did, but I was all over that Lance Lynn pop, uh, K prop. They all faded me. I'm like, you're all insane. He's King 10. He K nine, but it was a great job by Lance Lynn. He, well, listen, if Lance Lynn pitches bad or good, guess what he's going to do? What? He's going to strike some some b- bastards out, man. That's what he does. <laughs> yeah, he is. That's, that's what the hell he does. That's no, what I'm he does. There. And uh, I may have, when I was on my deathbed last week, bought even in a little bit more on the White Sox, too, when I was getting a really good price on them to win the Central. So just fingers crossed this doesn't fall apart for us. I'd go over on Garrett Cole, though. Yeah, same, same, same. Uh, Logan Gilbert. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to not take this at plus 110 yeah. over 6Ks. Um, he has actually been filling up about four, three to 5Ks pretty consistently for the last month. Um, in fact, his numbers have gone down a little bit over this last month. I, I would like to see this lull come to an end. I would like to see his numbers just steadily climb back up as September goes along to go into October. But uh, this is one I'm going to stay away from. I'm dropping this one. Logan Gilbert, six-plus strikeouts. If I were to bet, I'd take the under, but I'm not even going to take that. Same here. I would I would prefer maybe to go over, actually, on Johnny Cueto in the same matchup, maybe go over on his strikeouts, or I'd look maybe at the pitching outs for Gilbert. It's just like you said, man, since the all-star break, he hasn't really been himself. He's one and two. He's got a 484 ERA, but he has been a little bit better in his last couple starts. He's given up, I believe, two runs or fewer his last three outings. He did go six innings. You just never know how long he's going to go. He went six innings in his last start, had a season high, actually, nine strikeouts. I'm staying away from this number. If anything, I'd probably go uh, with the under and maybe look to play 36-year-old Johnny Cueto. That's my man. Yep. Well, Julio Rodriguez, rookie sensation. Well, he's playing today. What do you think about one and a half total bases? Now, here's the thing. He's facing Johnny Cueto. Yeah. Face Johnny Cueto. Yeah. I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm going to stay away it. from it. And, and, and here's why. It isn't because Johnny Cueto's great. Johnny Cueto's great. Still great. Even to this day. Johnny Cueto messes with young pit, young hitters. Timing-wise, 19 leg kicks per pitch. Yeah. Mm, I don't I don't like the matchup for uh I don't like the matchup for Rodriguez. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this one. I'd want plus money. And right now it's minus one ten over one and a half total bags. Rightfully so, right now with J Rod. I mean, I just like you said though, I mean, Johnny Cueto, not enough people are talking about Johnny Cueto. And if the White Sox do end up winning the division. Is it crazy for me to think, other than Tony LaRusa going away as the savior, that maybe Johnny Cueto, like 20 games, right? He's taken the mound for him this year. 293 ERA. He has allowed more than three runs just twice all year. Johnny Cueto at 36 years old, man. I mean, 
he's been ridiculous. All he does is throw strikes. He's so good. You, you don't you don't hit him hard. He limits hard contact. I love me some Johnny Cueto. I'm staying away from this prop though. No, nothing there for me. I also don't yeah, like same. You know, I'm gonna put these two together, and I'm gonna ask right. you what you think of this. Um, and it's it's Josh Bell, two plus total bases, and it's also Carlos Correa to record an RBI. This hasn't less to do with them and more to do with their teams. The Padres, um, I'm staying away from for the time being. Um, This team is, they're not right. Something's wrong. Uh, So much so, Juan Soto got booed yesterday. Mm -hmm. What what are you doing? What are you doing, Padre fans? What the hell are you doing? What could possibly be going through your mind? Truly. I mean, I, I get that they had such high expectations. Tatis was coming back. Now Tatis is not coming Blame back. Blame Tatis. Right. What do you what are you booing Juan Soto? Juan Soto maybe like one for his last 20, but his on-base percentage is still 400. He's getting on base at an exponent at an elite level still. Yeah. I mean, I think they just thought he was going to be the savior. And especially now that Tatis isn't coming back, I think they just expected video game type numbers. Juan Soto, uh, that postseason, obviously, where they win the World Series, those type numbers, they're not getting it right now. That's not really what he's done this season, though. I mean, but you're going to boo him? You're going to boo him. No, I wouldn't. This is the best. This is arguably the best left handed batter currently living. No, I would not boo him. I I would not boo him. Um, My team is Wilson Contreras, and uh, Ian Happ is my favorite player. So I definitely would not boo Juan Soto who still, you know, is going to be around for the next decade, and he's not going anywhere. So I would personally not. I don't really want to touch any of these props. If anything, man, maybe maybe Correa, just because it's we're getting better than two to one odds. I'm worried about guys getting on base. I don't, and I don't love the pitch, and it's Garrett Cole. And I just said yeah. I would lean his strikeout total going over today. I just, I can't do it. I can't yeah, do I, was, it. I, I, I got I the twins. I, I picked the twins yesterday, by the way. I really thought the twins were going to win yesterday's game. When Gary Sanchez hit that home run, I'm like, good, perfect. I took the twins on the money line, and it, it's a surprising reason. Do you know what the reason is? Why? Chris Archer owns every hitter in that lineup with the exception of one name, and the name will shock you. And it was enough for me to go like, well, obviously, Marwin Gonzalez isn't going to do anything. And he did. Oh, my God. What the hell? His first hit in RBI since the All-Star break. He hits a homer yesterday against Chris Archer, who he does have very good stats against. But he's the only guy in the Yankees that did. And he bit Chris Archer. I couldn't believe it. I can't, I can't either. You know, the only strikeout that I would actually uh, strikeout prop that I kind of like today is uh, Brandon Woodruff. I just think the number, it's four and a half right now um, going against the Rockies tonight. But damn, that's at Coors. Woodruff <sighs> nine and four this year with the three, five, four. I was looking at maybe him. Not a whole lot that I love tonight as far as the props. There's a couple games that I like, um, but nothing really jumping out at me. You know, I saw, I did see um, Mario has it on the rundown uh today that Manny Machado's home run prop plus 310 but he's going against Merrill Kelly who's 12 and 5 Uh-oh. this year with 284 ERA and on the opposing side you got Joe Musgrove going who's 9 and 6 with a 301 ERA so I might like a first five under in that game we'll get yeah. to that when we get to the picks not a whole lot of props I love today well let's take a look at some of these ball games we got yep. the Mets of course there was a rain out yesterday and by the way I know they're not playing in New York but it is raining in New York right now um Mets minus 225 against the Pirates obviously not a lot of value there 
Uh, if I'm looking to play anything with Taiwan Walker on the mound, I am looking to play them on the run line. I'm a big Taiwan Walker fan. I will remain a big Taiwan Walker fan. And I swear to God, if someone doesn't start talking good about Taiwan Walker and pay this guy this offseason, I'm going to yeah. lose it. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. It would be the Mets for me, and it would be the Mets on the run line. I do think they're going to score some runs tonight. I think they'll get after Keller pretty early. He's 4-10 and 10 this season. Hasn't been terrible. 4-4-3 ERA. You look at the whip. I uh, I would go with Walker, though, and I think that, man, minus 225, obviously not going to touch that on the money line. The total does seem about right. You know, I could see the Mets exploding for 10 runs themselves tonight. Pittsburgh, you never really know what you're going to get with them offensively. Uh, it would be the Mets on the run line for me here in the spot on yeah. the road. Um, now I, I was, I did have a heavy fade on this, t- on this game, right? Coming up here, the Red Sox, I was going to fade the living hell of the Red Sox with Drew Rasmussen on the mound, but, uh, we don't know what that's looking like. So now you got the Red Sox and Rays in Tampa. Um, now it's a stay away game for me. Um, I, I don't know right now. I don't know. Same here. Even if it's a bullpen game, I'd probably lean the Rays if we got a better price going against mm. Rich Hill. Um, but yeah, that's a stay away. The total seems a little low seven. The only problem is anytime I take an over or a team total over with the Rays, uh, they get shut out or they win the game one to nothing. So that's a stay away from me. I'd probably look to maybe, uh, yeah, the game has been taken off all the apps. So we do got a pitching change there. So nothing for me. No, no. um, Marlins and Phillies. Now here's the thing. We it's even in our rundown. Phillies do not have a good track record in September. These last couple of years. Now I'm one of those guys that does, try as much as I want to sit there to bolster my point about the last couple of Septembers. uh, uh, It's my suggestion to ignore it because it's not the same team. It's not the same leadership. It's different ball players. Um, I don't think the Phillies are a cursed ball club like some other teams in this league. I'm finally going to actually say it. I think my Padres might be cursed. I've never thought this before. Uh, 50 years, two World Series appearances, and everything that can goes wrong goes wrong there, especially for the excitement. They might be cursed. The Phillies, that's that ain't the case. They got the Marlins at home. You can currently yeah. get the Phillies on the run line at plus 100 with Aaron Nola on the mound. That's all I need to know. I'll take it. Same here. Phillies at home playing obviously much better baseball the second half of the season. Wish they played this type of baseball the first half of the season and I was going to Same. get the, uh, the winner plus 300. Um, but man, yeah, Aaron Nola, even though the record's not great, nine and 11 this season, he's got the three, four, three ERA. Lizardo has not been bad for Miami, but the Marlins just refuse to score runs whenever I back them. doesn't matter who's on the mound. Alcantara, Pablo Lopez. I'm done with them this year. And I really do mean that Phillies on the run line. Uh, the total really, really low. I'm going to stay away from it though. Seems like a trap to me. I can see this being a four nothing Phillies win tonight. We just talked about the Padres a little bit and the Phillies here. So the Phillies are currently a half game up on the San Diego Padres on that second wild card spot, third wild card spot. Padres only up three games to the Milwaukee Brewers, another team that clearly doesn't want to go to October. Um, If you were to just make the bet right now, I haven't checked the numbers, but I got to assume that the Padres still probably are probably plus money maybe to make the playoffs. Would you think it'd be worth a flyer to jump on the Brewers to knock the Padres out? I don't think so, man, just because I just do not trust the Brewers offensively right now. And if you look at the numbers for the guys that they did bring in, Andrew McCutcheon this season, um, not great. Not great. I do love the pitching rotation. Obviously, when Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, and Corbin Burns are healthy and they're right, Eric Lauer's been pretty good this season. I just don't trust the Brewers, man. I, I hated what they did at the deadline. And, and don't get me wrong, like getting moving Josh Hader seems like it was the right decision, right? He's been an absolute dumpster fire. I'll never forget when I actually 
bet actual U.S. dollars on him to win a Cy Young this year. And then he got to San Diego and has just fallen off, off a cliff, man. That seems like it was probably the right move, but not bringing in another bat into that lineup. I don't get it. I do not get it. Guys like Hunter Renfro and Christian Yelich in the year 2022. Uh, Lorenzo Cain, obviously DFA'd earlier this year. It's been a nightmare of a season for the Brewers, who were minus 200 to win that division. I'm staying away from them, staying away from the Padres. Like this Phillies team a little bit more. Um, but for me, man, like the teams that I'm still looking at, it's chalky, but it's the Mets and it's the Dodgers. Um, well, speaking of, let's, let's, just, well, let's just let's go over to the Dodgers. Actually, no, let's not go to the Dodgers. I want Mar- Mario. I need you on the screen real quick. Get up here. I got to yell at you. Mario, get your ass on the screen. What, what did I do? Mario! What did I do? <laughs> Mario, Mario, I need you to do me a favor. I want you to tell hmm. everybody your favorite Orioles stats. My favorite Orioles? Yeah, what's your favorite okay. Orioles stats? This one didn't hit yesterday, but they usually do. So it's not. No, 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 no. It didn't hit yesterday. It didn't hit yesterday twice. Yeah, double header. So okay, but so hear me out because I was on Betkill Daily and I said it and I said it was such confidence and really backfired. But yesterday, going into yesterday, after a loss, the Orioles covered the run line seventy point five percent of the time. Mm-hmm. So that was a max play for me, literally a way to double my net worth as well as Clemson um, spread, which not to brag, hit, not to brag, a little bit of a sweat, but it hit. Oh, he got on a limb and bet Clemson over Georgia Wow, Tech. what a, what a gambler. Spread, okay. okay. It looked fishy. It looked fishy to start, dude. You can't deny it did it. Okay, yeah. It what, yeah, I mean, Clemson's not very good offensively, but yeah. It was like, it was like 25 14. points. It was yeah, 42 and a half line, line, 23 and a half was a line, yeah. They had their freshman quarterback throwing touchdowns at the end of the game. That's what saved you, man. He's the real deal. Yeah. They need to move over from DJ and start Kate Klubman. But this yeah. is a big... Dude, but, I but... love talking QBs on our baseball podcast. <laughs> but now... We Kate at Clemson, baby. Touch the rock. <laughs> but now the Orioles are, after a loss, 68.3%. On the Dude, they line. dropped That's two it. full percentage points because of yesterday. That makes me yeah. so angry. I lost so much money on them yesterday. Because of that, I'm fading the Orioles. I'm done with this garbage team and franchise. You guys got me to buy in on them, and I lost money. I'm done with you, Baltimore. Maybe next year, I'll go back on my old train. You know what? I'm going to go back on the old train from the beginning of the season. You're an embarrassment, Baltimore. Sell the team. I'm I don't believe do any of game. that. I, I, they're I'm amazing. Gonna... I'm, I'm I bet the over yesterday. I'm betting the over in that game. Bradish has an ERA of what? 517 this year. He's three yes, and he five does. going against White, who's one and five this year. With eight, and a half, eight and a half. I, I think the over is actually very valuable. I'm going over. Yeah. I That's agree an official you. play from your boy. Twins and Yankees. Uh, down. What do you think? Mario, let's get your opinion on the Twins and the Yankees. What do you got? Oh, I was just going to say it's automatic Orioles run line. If you're not hitting that, then. 68.3%. Pass. That's all that matters. Pass. Um, pass. Yanks lost it three days in a row. Sorry, take that back. Lost okay. it three times, two days in a row. I'm good. I'm good on that one. I'm leaving it alone for a little bit. I'm also staying away from the Yankees at all costs. They're scaring me. They've been sucking in uh, the past couple of months. I don't trust anything. The only thing I trust is Aaron Judge home run. I don't trust Garrett Cole. I don't trust the city of New York. I hope they suck. Oh. I want them to keep crying. And crying and crying and they cry more in football season. They're not going to cry in football season. They know they have no nothing to do in football and, season. And the Giants are winning eight games, as you guys. No, know. they're not. Hey, what are you are. talking about? No, no, they are. 
They are. They are. No, they're not. Yeah. You're insane. No, no, I kind of like the Giants. I like Brian Davis. You do not uh, like we'll the talk Giants. About that. Dude, <laughs> I'm betting the under in this game. Uh, it's a low total. It's seven, but it's Joe Ryan, who's been really good this year, going against my guy Garrett. Big game, Cole. And not according to Mario, he ain't. I think Garrett Cole's going to strike out 10. And I think that the Yankees win tonight. Let's go three to one. Three to one Yankees okay. win. Low scoring game. Aaron Judge hits a two run shot as he crosses home plate. Double birds to Mario. Uh, give me the uh, under in this game. I am betting the under. All right. Nationals cards. Listen, um, obviously the smart money's on the cards, but the Nats have um, all of a sudden won games. Like they're yeah, like, one, I like, like several. I don't like this at all. And because of this hot streak, uh, I don't want to blame Joey Manessis. I love Joey Manessis. That's a teammate of mine. Uh, that's enough for me to stay away from this game right now. I did not like yesterday. I had I had a lot of bets on yesterday's game, and uh, none of them came in. So I'm going to stay away from this ball game. Hey man, I'll always love former Chicago Cub great Jose Quintana, but uh, minus two fifty in the year 2022. For Quintana, who does have a 3470 RA, he's been pretty good this year. One of the better deadline pickups for the cards, but uh no, 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 not minus 250. Even with Espino on the mound, he is 0-6 this year with a 422 ERA. You know, I kind of like the first five over, four and a half runs. Uh the full game total, eight, I think, also live to go over. Nothing there for me, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Braves and A's? I mean, there is some decent value. I mean, minus 125 on the run line for the Braves. That just seems like an auto play to me. Yeah, especially with Wright on the mound, 17-5 and five this season. He's got a 2.85 ERA. He's been really good. Yeah, I don't like betting against Cole five. Irvin. I got to be honest with you, though, man. He's been pretty damn good. If he's pitching anywhere else other than Oakland, he's 7-11 and 11 this season, but with a 3.35 ERA. There's a game where, man, the total seven. It would be the Braves on the run line for me. That would probably be the only play, uh, minus 125. That's about it, though. Dude, this, you know what sucks? Um, we talked about the Padres and how they're a team you might want to fade right now, but they got Musgrove on the mound. Musgrove's incredible. But like you said, he's facing Merrill Kelly, who's got a 284. Uh, D backs have been playing some good baseball lately, pretty much off the back of both Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly. Um, once again, it's going to be a stay away game for me, if anything. If anything, believe it or not, I might be willing to take a flyer on the D-backs money line, road underdogs, plus 140. And I, I, I think I'm crazy that I'm even saying it out loud, but it's really catching my eye. You know, I think I'm going to actually play them on the money line in the first five, man, with Kelly going against Musgrove. I also have a pretty strong lean to the under in that game as well. we got some good pitching matchups. we got some low totals, and you just never really know what you're going to get with Slam Diego, right? Are they going to go out there and get shut out? Or are they going to score 10 runs like they're capable of doing? Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm going to take the Diamondbacks actually in the first five. Kelly's been great. 12 and 5, 284 ERA. I do think it's a low scoring game, but I'm just going to go with Arizona to keep it close. Okay. And Giants versus Dodgers. And the reason why I'm bringing this team up for this game up first is because we have to finish on a different game. Um, Giants, Dodgers. Dodgers run line is an auto play. I know they lost yesterday, but the Dodgers run line is an auto play. They're outscoring their opponents by nearly 300 runs this season. I don't know what else to say other than it's an auto play, period. Same, uh, man. Especially I, with Anderson on the mound tonight, too. Yeah. All right. Now, this is what I want to talk to you about. All right. I know where you're going. I've told everyone, stop betting on the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Never bet on the White Sox again. Inconsistent. Oh man, I'm all in on the White Sox right now. I'm all in. I am so all in on the White Sox. We're doing it for Shane Reardon, buddy. You saw Shane's tattoo, correct? Is that a real? Hold on. Is that a real tattoo? It's real. 
I have been uh, I've been in the COVID room for way too long. So that's a real tattoo, right? Everybody go to Twitter, follow Shane Reardon, who is a great producer over on 670 The Score in Chicago and Odyssey Station. Uh, He produces the phenomenal show Parkins and Spiegel. Yeah. Uh, Shane Reardon got a 2022 divisional champ White Sox tattoo. And if you don't believe that I sent that to multiple players on the White Sox and they thought it was hilarious. Yes, I did. See, that's what I was thinking, man. Like, if you're Tim Anderson, who I mean is, when is Tim Anderson even coming back? I don't um, know. I need him back. I need him back so bad. But let's say, let's say, you know, that, man, let's say you are Lucas Giolito and you see that, that somebody he, actually, he, he may have, I don't know. Somebody Maybe. has this tattooed. You have to go out there and give your all. You got to do it for Shane, man. And listen, they went into Seattle last night and I think I gave them virtually no shot to win that ball game. And they yeah. did. LaRusse is gone. There is a different feeling going on here. And be be real, as much as we want to sit here and say, well, it has nothing to do with LaRusse, they asked Grandall about it. Is is things different now? Is there a little bit from the spark? And Grandall's response was, what do you think? Hey, is Tony still in Arizona? Like, where is he? I don't know. I don't care. Listen, I'm not I doubting mean, that Tony. Respect, I'm not doubting that Tony's sick. And, and of course, Tony, get as healthy as possible. I'm not, sure. I'm not sitting here pretending that Tony LaRusse yeah. is not a baseball legend. It's just... He was never the right guy to manage this particular team. That's all. No, no. He's, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. So, okay, as we stand today, Chicago, now two games back still in the AL Central. The Guardians are 69 long. and 64, but you got the pitchers offing themselves pretty much, breaking their own hands. Uh, you got the Twins, 68 and 65, one game back with a big series, obviously going down but wait for, but hear, hear me out on this real quick just remember the twins and the guardians they play each other nine more times this month this is the white Sox chance all they have to do is just not play as bad as those two teams and they go to october and i need it i need it really really bad i've already actually pretty much counted it as a loss um and man, was that a crappy price for them to win the Central. Them and the Brewers. Luckily, I was able to jump in on St. Louis, get away from Milwaukee. But I never, I never hedged off of Chicago, man. I do have, I do have the Twins over 81 and a half wins. But I did nothing with the Guardians, even when we talked about it, and they were four to one. I said, nope, I'm sticking with Chicago. You look at this remaining schedule, man. All right, you get the Rockies. Um, man, I'm looking at September. You get the Guardians. You get Detroit. You get, and then you end with the Twins. Oh, I'm so nervous. I'm, I'm nervous for Shane. I'm nervous for myself, for my wallet. I want to believe, though. Are are they going to do it? They're going to do it. They, they're going to do it for Shane. In fact, I if they don't the put a picture. Do it is, um, is Dylan Cease the Cy Young? Yes, he is. He is yeah. going to win the Cy Young. Say, this team is going to do it. Yeah, I'm all in on the White Sox. I'm all in on the White Sox I'm today. like John Cusack. I'm like John Cusack, just taking my Cubs. I'm a swore. I'm done with the Cubs. I'm all in on the White Sox. Now. It is a podcast. I guess we can swear if we want. I know, uh, but it's, you know, maybe we try to be professional on this show. Driving the kids to school. They yeah, don't we try to be professional. Flying around, you know, when I'm calling Tony Larusa an old man and whatnot. Well, listen here, White Sox tonight with yeah. Cueto on the mound against Logan Gilbert. I'm Real going nervous. road your dog plus one twenty five. Yeah, let's do it, Sox. Let's do it. I'm finally all back in. I've been wishy-washy on you boys all year, but I'm, I'm in. Let's do it. I have a feeling White I'm Sox. texting you by the fifth inning. You know what? No, I have. It's Johnny Cueto night, so they yeah. probably will will manage to lose this game, but it'll, it will be <laughs> it will be scoreless going into the eighth inning. 
Well, guys, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And, of course, the Odyssey app. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Decker6, and Antihero Baseball on Instagram. Follow Ryan Horvat, who is yeah. now officially got the yeah. blue check mark. About time, yeah. man. Yeah, about time. You should see what I had to do for that. I Nothing, don't want to know. I, I, I don't want to know. I, I want to throw this out there, right? I did not request it. I did not pay. I know people at my old radio station – our old bosses were like paying for blue check marks. One guy is out of the business slinging cars and he still has a blue check mark right now. I finally got mine last week. That's the only good thing that's really happened to me. Uh, I found out uh, I have to have a uh, root canal coming up on Friday. I have uh, COVID-19. I have no taste. I have no smell. I have an uncomfortable amount of money on the Chicago White Sox to win the division, but I finally got that blue check mark, Cody. And all things it's are right. all turning rosy, ladies oh, yeah. and gentlemen. Guys, join us later on this week. Follow me, <laughs> guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you again at the end of the week. Ryan, continue to feel better. I can't wait to yeah. see you again. Mario, thank you for all the work that you do. You are an absolute rock star, not on this show, on every show that you do. And guys, again, thank you for joining us here on BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. That's it for us. Beat it. <laughs>